part of the world that I come from, and maybe you've seen it, uh, you know, in your travels. Uh, people in South Asia or Asia are never told it's okay to fail. You're always told come first in class, head of the line, etc., etc., and that manifests itself in our behavior patterns. Yet we fail. So my question to you is: What have been your learnings from some of your mistakes? I think um, failure is a beautiful opportunity to become humble again. Mm. Um, it's a, it's a gift in disguise, mm. and um, that, that's that's how I would phrase it. Mm -hmm. uh, yet we 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 don't like to fail, mm. but it's it's just a, 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 yes, a, as I said, a beautiful opportunity to. Be humble, have this humility and vulnerability. At the end, it's we all fail, and the whole the whole exercise is to be able to be resilient and 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 use this failure to do something different and better. Welcome to another episode of the brand called You. A vodcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. If you are new to our podcast, please consider subscribing to it and hit the bell icon that, so that you never miss an update. Our episodes go live at 1 p.m. and 7 p.m. Indian Standard Time every day. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I am in conversation with a very, very accomplished individual from Italy, Patricia Bonach. Uh, Patricia is also a YPO, uh, associated with the YPO as a YPO spouse. Patricia, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Patricia is the co-founder of Expat Kit, uh, which she set, uh, set up to support families and international moves. She's an advisory board member of Mixer, a tech for good platform. She's the chair of the LBS, the London Business School platform, which is leaders entrepreneurs. And very interestingly, she's embarking on a world bike tour with her husband. So Patricia, let's first talk about Expat Kit. Tell me about Expat Kit and what made you uh, start a venture like this? Well, uh, it's 20 years ago when we embarked on our first um, moving. Uh, we went to Bulgaria, leaving mm -hmm. Belgium and go to Bulgaria. And I was hearing so many complaints from other expatriate families about the situation, about the country, about the lack of resources, about the education of the children. I mean, many, many different negative opinions about a beautiful country. And I thought to myself, how strange, how strange that these people are not taking the opportunity to embrace the whole uh, experience. I did some research and I found out, and also that's what I found out with my husband, that an international assignment is a great opportunity for um, an evolution in your career. Mm -hmm. But the price on the family and on the wife or on the, the, the husband, I mean the, the, the spouse, mm -hmm. which in this uh, world we call the trading spouse, which is a horrible term, I believe, um, the price for them to pay is very high. Most of the time they cannot work. The family has to adapt to new environments. And the numbers and the statistics say that 80% of failures are because of family problems. Amazing. So uh, looking at these numbers, I thought maybe I can do something about it. I looked at a lot of different uh, resources about the topics, 
how to raise children abroad, um, what are the difficulties, what are the challenges of going back home after all your postings. And I came with something very innovative. Mm -hmm. So um, preparing, producing games and toys to address the emotional ups and downs of families going through these international transitions. Amazing. So it was very unique mm -hmm. um, because we were creating something that was not offered. And I uh, incorporated the business when I met an American journalist later on in my, in my assignments when we arrived in Germany. And then we set up uh, Expat Kids as a true product to uh, help families in transition. You know, I wish you were there when we first went uh, as expats to Singapore in 1989. You know, I'm much older than, than you. But, you know, it was a very, very big challenge. So for my viewers and listeners, tell me what are the type of challenges that uh, expat families face? I see there are two different challenges. First, there are the challenges that are inherent to the family. So the life cycle of the family, the dynamic of the family, um, uh, how, how, you know, the number of children, the age of, of children, all that has, um, has an importance when, when you are coming to an, into a new country. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there are also the, the challenges that are external to that family, which is the country in which you arrive. So the health conditions, the security issues, the economic development of that country, all that can have an influence on the family and on their experience. Mm -hmm. But at the end, it all trickles down to expectations. And uh, the higher the expectations, the more difficult it is to really embrace the experience because it's never enough. Mm. Or, or there is always something to complain about. Mm. So my job with Expat Kids is to meet the expectations or to adapt the expectations to the reality of the, of the country they move to. Fantastic. And what are your thoughts on uh, culture? You know, uh, I remember when we went to Singapore, we went straight in the middle of Chinese New Year. And we really didn't know how to handle, uh, you know, being invited to places or what are your thoughts on adapting to culture? It can be very overwhelming. So I imagine with all, arriving there and with all the noise and the colors and it, it's, okay. it's kind of a, an, an overwhelming feeling. Mm -hmm. um, I have, um, I always believe that embracing the culture is the best way to take profit of the, of the whole experience. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it mainly depends on how open the family is to change, how, how safe they feel about the change or mm -hmm. to learn something new. So it's not that easy for a family to really embark on, on this um, adopting the change. Mm -hmm. And so probably the best way to handle this is through the lens of a, a friend, a colleague, um, a sports team a player, you know, doing something with someone from that country and slowly, slowly uh, get at ease with the culture, with the language, with uh, the whole, the whole uh, atmosphere, but also the... Um, the beauty of it and, and to, to get something out of this because at the end what do you do with it with this all experience you know it's it's to enrich yourself that's that's how it's that's why it's so beautiful then the the other thing which which normally uh, very few people talk about it's equally important to keep your own culture alive mm -hmm. and uh, and to continue to celebrate um religious uh, um uh, festivals, um, birthdays, 
to and and to create more traditions in your family. Mm. Very interesting. And uh, one more question for you on culture. I mean, how do children, uh, young children, which means that they may be the teenagers, how do they adapt to new schools and new new places? Because they're also just uprooted and taken to a new country. Oh, it's uh, um, we, I've seen dramatic situations and I've seen beautiful situations. It, uh, I think that a child, it, it all depends on the age, but imagine a teenager. For him, what's really important is to be completely independent and to start this independence, you know, the, the way they, they set up for, for life. And arriving in a new country, suddenly their wings are cut. So it's very difficult for them to start to be a full teenager and go out and and take yeah close their, this with their, their parents when you arrive in a new country so expat kit is also helping them uh, for younger children it can be heartbreaking to lose their close friends because they, these are the first circles of trust mm -hmm. and so leaving a school teacher leaving their close friends to embark on another country can be very difficult I have the tendency to explain to parents that um, they, they have to see their family just like a, a boat and make sure that everyone in the boat is very happy uh, and, and looking for more destinations with being on that boat, being in a secure place mm -hmm. and an opportunity also to talk about many different um, feelings that they, that they have so they can express everything easily and with confidence with their parents and with their siblings. I think. So, you know, I've met so many expat families who, and, and I divide them into two parts. One are, one are people who every holiday want to go back home. Hmm. The other are people who say, I'm in, I'm in Asia, I'm in Europe. Let me discover so many more countries. Yes. What, what is your experience? Oh, I'm, I'm definitely the second one. I, I think that this is an amazing opportunity to really dig into something that I would normally never do. A holiday is a holiday, but living in a country is an, uh, an extraordinary opportunity to uh, increase your competence, your cultural competence. Mm -hmm. And uh, by, by reaching out, you become better yourself. And, and you can cross so many cultures, you understand so many attitudes, beliefs, um, I also think it's a way to solve, you know, to create peace because um, by by staying close to yourself and your own beliefs, you don't understand the other. By not understanding, you are not listening, and by not listening, you are comforted in your own beliefs, and this at the end creates a, a big conflicts, and conflicts will lead to war. So, to me. Um, Cross-cultural competence is also a way to create peace. Amazing. And one more thought I wanted to uh, ask you for is, again, I have said that travel uh, is the best teacher, you know, culturally, language, Absolutely. multiple, you know, uh, do you also help people in, in planning travel around the countries? When no. <laughs> You know, I, I don't plan travel, but but I, I'm quite resourceful when, when it comes to a good place to visit and in, in the countries where, where I've been living. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and yes, I'm, I'm happily yeah. giving all my advices and, and, uh, and good ideas on, on things to do and, and this, things to discover. Terrific. Yes. Terrific. So Patricia, now let's move to your next uh, passion or, or the next organization you're involved in, which is Mixer. Yes. Uh, tell me about this venture. 
Oh, that's a very uh, challenging and, and beautiful one. Um, Mixer is a technology platform. It's a technology for good, um, creating communities in the workspace. Mm -hmm. So um, when you look at numbers, it's quite frightening what uh, companies are, um, are, are have, have to deal with. If you look at numbers, and this is a survey that was conducted by Gallup in March uh, 2019, so mm -hmm. uh, two years ago, before mm -hmm. the pandemic started. Yeah. And um, let me take the numbers because these are, uh, I don't know them by heart, even mm -hmm. if I should do. 50% mm -hmm. have suffered from burnouts, wow. which, is, which is a cost of 125 billion of dollars in mm -hmm. healthcare spending per year. Mm -hmm. And 70% of employees feel disengaged at work. That mm -hmm. means that only 30% of the salaries that are paid are, are well spent. Mm -hmm. And 26% of your employees, that's the turnover rate. So mm -hmm. that means that every four years, 100% of your employees have changed. Mm -hmm. These are, I think the numbers are raising with the pandemic situation. Um, and this is a, a big problem to fix. Mm -hmm. The way Mixer is fixing this is by allowing communities or people, employees to connect, to meet mm -hmm. and, and spend time together around something they uh, care about. Mm -hmm. So something that is in their passion can be um, a, a, a possibility for women in tech to meet, mm -hmm. for people who love cooking, for people who would like to uh, bring more sustainability in the company. Mm -hmm. Whatever they are interested or what they care about, it's an opportunity for them to meet, to mm -hmm. connect and to meet in person. That's really very important. It's not an online um, platform. It's okay. a platform that is using technology to connect people so they would meet in person and start something from it. So can you, uh, for our viewers and listeners, can you give me an example of how this happens without yes. giving names? No, no, no. Let's, let's, take, let's take an example that, that you will relate to. Let's okay. imagine that you are hiring me in your company. Okay. I'm arriving and there is nothing more obvious than me being a foreigner in, in your country. Mm -hmm. uh, everything sets us apart, you know, the, the color of the skin, the backgrounds, um, the attitudes, the way of working, mm -hmm. uh, the, the culture, everything. Everything is very different. Right. So the situation for me and for most of your employees will be very awkward. Mm -hmm. I, will be, um, I, I will not feel at ease at all in your company right at the beginning. They won't, they won't know how to address me. They don't know how to work with me. And the whole situation is going to be very awkward for a long time unless I meet someone, we can talk about something that, is, that we are both passionate about. Mm -hmm. I love Indian cooking. So imagine that, uh, I'm, that you are using Mixer in mm -hmm. your company mm -hmm. and I'm filling in my profile and in my profile of all my interests, there is Indian cuisine. Okay. And now imagine what in your in all your employees you have mm -hmm. two or three men or women doesn't matter mm -hmm. who say hey connecting with me I've seen that you are interested in Indian cuisine why don't we uh, meet every Friday afternoon and uh, I 
show you some uh, interesting uh, recipes and we start to build a community around that mm. and then the community over time it doesn't it's not in in an in an overnight it's over time a community is built mm -hmm. i'm feeling engaged i'm feeling dedicated to my job mm -hmm. um and and i will do the best i can to meet more of these people and be enriched by the experience now in numbers in numbers it, go, it goes even further than that mm -hmm. because all these people feel engaged the, there is innovation and cre creativity that comes into play and i believe that when that when when creativity there is innovation the energy in the company switches and uh, you start to build a beautiful community uh, which is not depending on departments silos and uh, productivity can well continue to to grow very interesting so you know uh, when i was reading about you one of the comments that was made about mixer was that trust and belonging improves productivity yes help me understand how this happens yes um trust is the first building block of any relationship Absolutely. so without trust you cannot build anything mm. and comes with trust the mutual respect once you have these two ingredients people start to open up and start to become themselves and you create a safe space mm -hmm. which will then um, uh, allow everyone to belong to that space and because there is trust because you created belonging mm -hmm. the diversity be, um, becomes inclusion and because there is inclusion everyone feels at ease everyone starts to be very creative mm -hmm. very innovative and that's how production productivity increases amazing amazing so let me now move on to some other questions for you uh, you chair the lbs program tell yes. me about the program so lbs is an executive uh, education program that equips all attendees with tools and best practices to become or to increase or improve their leadership or their entrepreneurial skills mm -hmm. There is a common belief that uh, leaders are the one at the top of their organizations, mm -hmm. be it in politics, in, uh, in their companies, and they have a very loud voice and we tend to only listen to their voice mm -hmm. because they are so loud. I believe that we are in a leadership crisis and that leadership should be at nurtured and encouraged at every level. And this program allows that. Through uh, study cases, we study the um, protagonist, the reactions through the lens of entrepreneurship and leadership. Mm -hmm. And we transform or yeah, mute or, or take all these best practices and adapt it to the place where they are involved with, which can be an NGO, it's companies, um whatever they they do in life mm. i have the belief that um everyone is an entrepreneur because everyone is a problem solver or a solution creator you don't need necessarily to create a, a, a billion dollar company out of it mm -hmm. and everyone is a leader as soon as they know the um, their strengths the impact they can have to be conscious about it be empowered by it mm -hmm. and start to lead amazing. that's how i see it so amazing, amazing. and that's an amazing institution uh, the, the london oh yeah I, I love to work with them wonderful so i'm now going to move to uh, something i was fascinated with when 
you know, uh, I'm reading about you that you're preparing for a world bike tour. <laughs> Tell me well, what you want to do and how do you prepare for something uh, as big as this? <laughs> well, the, the, we, we probably will have to downsize a little bit our expectations <laughs> because with the current situation and the pandemics, yeah. I think that um, biking out of our city will be already a challenge. Okay. So uh, we are reducing a little bit to Europe, which is already something mm -hmm. that is big enough to, uh, uh, to, to take us busy and to, to be busy with. Mm -hmm. um, a part of the physical challenges, mm -hmm. there are also logistic challenges that we are working at, uh, I would say, wouldn't say daily, but we are considering it. But the hardest for me and probably also for my husband is to let go, fix a, fix a date, stick to that date mm. and just let go of everything that is not related to that bike. Yes. And, you know, there are lots of, the more we are advancing in, in weeks, the, mm. the more we are um, postponing our departure. <laughs> and we should say no on the 1st of May, there mm. we go. We take yeah. our bike and we go. And then we will take it um, by the time. We have yeah. everything prepared, but you don't need too much. And mm. because we have everything on our bike, so it's, we have to uh, plan accordingly and, um, and leave with the minimal. Mm. Well, then I must, I must introduce you to someone I interviewed uh, two weeks ago. He did uh, a cycling from the northernmost point of Alaska to the southernmost tip of South America. Oh, amazing. 20,000 kilometers or something. Oh, amazing. Yes, that, that will, will be very inspiring. Because I will, I will that, do that, an email action. Yes, I, I, I would love that because uh, we've, we've been looking at, uh, at South America mm. like for next trip. So um, after Europe, that's where we want to go. Wonderful. So Patricia, I'm now going to move to a few questions for you personally. My first question is that you're, you run two businesses. You're involved with the London Business School. You are you know, doing so much and giving back to YPO. What are some of the core values you believe in? Um, I believe it's a, it's a vast question because there are many values that I'm, that I'm having. Mm -hmm. I'm grounded in, in my values. Mm -hmm. I think that's already very important to say. Um, the first one is trust as the first building block, as I've been mentioning already, mm -hmm. uh, to create any relationship. Then um, I think there is integrity, uh, which is staying true to myself and to my beliefs. Then there is respect, mm -hmm. the respect of everything that is different, mm -hmm. but also the respect of my words, um, my commitment uh, to, to do all what I want to do. Then there is empathy and listening. Um, and I would close this with uh, being at service. Mm -hmm. I believe that um, when I'm aligned with all my values, I want to be uh, giving back for a bigger purpose, for something really beautiful. And I'm at service of that vision. So I'm, an, I'm part of the mission to serve a, a vision. And above all of all these values, I believe in kindness. Mm -hmm. I think kindness is extremely important How nice. uh, at any time. How nice, how nice. And a follow-up question to you then would be that as you look at life, what does success mean to Patricia? Oh, to me, um, I think success only comes with fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And a kind of recognition mm -hmm. uh, by my loved ones, 
but maybe also clients or a kind of recognition. I, I think that's important. And success to me, I, I think every um, uh, successful venture is fueled with joy and passion. Okay. And uh, who or what inspires you to keep doing so many interesting things? Um, I'm inspired by art, by beautiful art in many different ways. So mm -hmm. it can be paintings, sculptures, but also music, a movie, mm -hmm. an interesting book. Um, I'm inspired by people who are using their extraordinary skills mm -hmm. or their position uh, to do something meaningful and beautiful or create awareness. Mm -hmm. And I'm also inspired by my children um, and their generation to, they are forcing me to be at the best of myself mm -hmm. so that I can inspire them. Wonderful. Wonderful. So that's, that's my response. <laughs> Wonderful. That's fantastic. My last question to you, and this is a question on, on failure. You know, okay. the part of the world that I come from, and maybe you've seen it, uh, you know, in your travels, uh, people in South Asia or Asia are never told it's okay to fail. You're always told, come first in class, head of the line, etc., etc., And that manifests itself in our behavior patterns. Yet we fail. So my question to you is, what have been your learnings from some of your mistakes? I think um, failure is a beautiful opportunity to become humble again. Mm -hmm. um, it's, a, it's a gift in disguise. Mm -hmm. And um, that, that's, that's how I would phrase it. Mm -hmm. uh, yet, we, we, we don't like to fail. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's just, a, 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 yes, a, as I said, a beautiful opportunity to be humble, have this humility and vulnerability. At the end, it's, we all fail. And the whole, the whole exercise is to be able to be resilient and, 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 and use this failure to do something different and better. Amazing. Patricia, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure speaking to you. I've really enjoyed listening to what, how you're handling two different businesses expat kit mixer but i'm most fascinated about your cycling tour starting hopefully on the first of may i wish you a very successful cycling tour with lots of safety thank you again thank you very much thank you it's been a pleasure thank you thank you thank you for listening to the brand called you videocast and podcast platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.